Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Philip Katafamo with Believe in Angels on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? We are back for the second week in a row. We're hoping to keep it consistent. I, as I said a few seconds ago, am Philip Katafamo, joined, as always, by my better half, Jim Eisenacher. Jim, welcome and hello. Hello there, Phil. You know, i got to say, as a lifelong Samsung Lions fan, um, okay. season could have started out a little better, but they're, they're getting it back on track now. I would assume you're referring to the Korean Baseball League, correct? Is there anything else I could be referring to when I say the Samsung Lions are my favorite team of all time? Well, initially, you I, I didn't know what you were referring to, and then you said Lions, and I was like, oh, he's talking about football, and then I remembered you said Samsung, and I was like, okay, that's clearly... KBO that we're referring to uh, already starting the show on a great uh, on a great note, but uh, we've got a lot to talk about. I have finally tallied up the total of picks correct that Jim and I had in our mock draft that we did about two weeks ago. You can find that on Spotify and tune in and all those uh, wonderful platforms to listen to that episode if you don't want it spoiled here. Um, there, like I mentioned, there's a lot to talk about. We're going to start off with baseball news, then we're going to get into some football stuff, and then we're going to wrap things up here. Um, Jim. Roy Halladay is getting a E60 documentary. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 really excited for that. I, I said a couple uh, couple podcasts ago. It was a while back. We did we did something, and I mentioned that Roy Halladay was just one of my favorite players of all time. So I am I'm very excited for this. And speaking of the thirty for thirty, well, it wasn't really thirty thirty, but yeah. The E60 on Alex Smith. Oh, yeah. Did you see that yet? I did. I actually watched it today, and I almost cried a few times. That thing was Whew. gut-wrenching, but yeah. I have never felt more inspired in my life, man. Yeah, I mean, what Alex... Uh, of course, if you have not seen it, definitely go check it out. Um, Alex Smith... Obviously, you know, broke his leg, went through the same, relatively the same injury that, funny enough, another Redskins quarterback and Joe Theismann went through, which ruined his career. Whereas Alex Smith, thankfully, because of the the, the technology, the medical advancements that we've had now, he's able to save his leg. Um, a very, very scary injury. But Alex Smith, a, a wonderful journey of, you know, the start of his career going to San Francisco. I remember when Alex Smith was drafted to the 49ers. I was excited. I had a friend whose brother played with Alex at Utah. Obviously, I'm a Niners fan. You know, Alex struggled in his first few seasons with the 49ers. They were bouncing from head coach to head coach. He finally got somebody in Jim ha- uh, Jim Harbaugh who believed in him. Uh, and, and I don't want to spoil the rest from there because it is a wonderful journey about a guy whose career is very... Very, very much almost a reflection of what he's going through now, a guy who is broken and working his way back to relevance. I tell you what, man, if he ever does take another live snap in an NFL game, I, there, there's not going to be a dry eye yeah. in the stadium, you know, assuming yeah. we get people in stadiums anytime soon. Yeah, so definitely go check that out. Another ESPN-related documentary coming up, I guess. 30 for 30, Mark McGuire versus Sammy Sosa. They were going after Roger Maris's uh, home run record. Uh, a, a wonderful time for baseball when baseball, in, in my opinion, was kind of at its low for the, for the most part. Of course, retrospect, now they were roided up, and it's, it's unfortunate, but... Another, you know, regardless, just it was a great time for baseball to watch that back and forth. Jim, you obviously remember that more than I do because you are older than I am. Uh, tell me a little bit about that time. Yeah, man, that home run race is what made me a baseball fan. Yeah. My dad uh, and my grandma, my dad's mom, 
was uh, my my. Okay, let's start that over. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my, I, I got a case of the Phils today. No, it happens. So my my grandma was a giant St. Louis Cardinals fan. Okay, my dad rooted for them as his National League team, if you want to call it that. Right. Um, so he was very invested in in Mark McGuire and the home run chase. Yeah, I was just a lowly little Angels fan after one school field trip to an Angels game to see them lose to the Detroit Tigers. That was not fun. But, um, yeah, it, it, it was it was really fun because at first I couldn't really grasp the concept of it. Like, oh, okay, they're hitting the ball really far. Mm-hmm. And then they kept hitting it further. Yeah. And then they kept hitting it further and more frequently. And I was like, oh, okay, this this, this is really cool. So uh, that that pretty much, you know, made me a baseball fan. And then the Angels won it no too, and it was – yeah, it was over from there. Yeah, I, so, I actually, I, I didn't know. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, I didn't know your uh, your Angels fandom origin story. And the funny thing is, the most recent Angels game I went to was with you at Angel Stadium. They played the Tigers and also lost. So that's that's pretty funny that that's how that worked out. Everything comes full full circle here. It really does. Um, another thing, another home run that happened uh, on this date. Of course, we are recording on May seventh. Uh, Bartolo Colon crushed a home run in San Diego against James Shields. What an incredible moment for Bartolo Colon! Everybody's. I know I'm a huge Bartolo fan. Never pitched for the for the. Uh, um, uh, for for the Dodgers, he did pitch for the Angels, so which that was that's good. We've got that little combination there. Uh, was not a huge. Uh, Bartolo fan initially, but later on in my life when Bartolo became more of a like a meme to me, you know, just this big fat guy who who was really pitching well for the A's. Uh, I I know he'd won a Cy Young Award with the Angels in 05. Uh, I wasn't paying too much attention to Bartolo at the time, but then you know more and more that I learned about Bartolo, I was like, okay, the, this the history and and sort of the weird uh, the weird sort of mythology behind Bartolo Colon is so fascinating. Uh, and then he hits a home run, and it's it everything comes full circle, and uh, it's it's quite fascinating that he hit it off James Shields, who famously was traded for uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, it, it, big sexy man Bartolo Colon yeah. can do no wrong. I hope he comes back and plays another twenty five years. Yeah, I, I hope so too. Right now, apparently, last I saw us, he was. Uh, he was. Uh, it looked like he was hustling people at a pool table and then striking children out. I don't know what Bartolo's doing, uh, wherever the hell he's at. But uh, we wish you luck, he Bartolo. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. He's a national treasure. I agree. I agree. He is a national treasure. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, some things that are possibly in the works right now is the 2020 season. Uh, the MLB Players Association has put together a uh, – well, will be presenting a proposal. I don't know what the proposal is currently, uh, but they are going to be putting together a proposal to present to the – well, to the MLB uh, of the 2020 season and what they – would like to see out of it, I assume. Uh, and this could be a great step because you've got the owner slash commissioner side of the uh, the proposal for the season, and then you've you've got now this other side where you've had a few players say, "Well, I'm not really confident, comfortable playing. I don't really want to risk my family getting the coronavirus." But now this is an opportunity for the MLB Players Association to go, look, we've talked to those guys. We've put together a proposal that keeps everybody safe and makes everybody happy. Here you go. I, I can't wait to see what their proposal is because it just means we're going to get so much closer to uh, to baseball time. Yeah, you know, like I, I said last week, this the, the Major League Baseball is going to be monitoring everything that happens with the Korean Baseball League. Mm-hmm very, very closely. And by all accounts, it's going over, you know, very well. They, of course, they don't have any fans in attendance. They got those little 
prop up fake people out there. It looks like, you know, a video game from 1999, which yeah. we may get into a little later because I took a sneak peek at our rundown of today's show. Yes. But, you know, it's, it's, I am all for baseball. We need, we need something to get us through it. I mean, we just saw the numbers that, you know, the NFL drafted, all-time record-breaking numbers. We're seeing the Korean Baseball League. People are staying up to crazy hours in the morning in the U.S. here to to watch the Korean Baseball League for a lot of players that are either cast off from Major League Baseball or ones that people have no idea who they are. Yeah, And it's going over very well. So imagine the numbers, just from a TV perspective, of when Major League Baseball or any kind of major sport gets back on, but... Man, I, I I just need to see some uh, I need to see some Angels baseball. Man, I'm going through withdrawals. It's been way too long. Yeah, if anything, this Korean baseball popularity here in the United States is just emphasizing more and more the fact that we would love the MLB season to come back. But for now, uh, the KBO is is starting to make its way here to the United States in, in terms of popularity, which is great because globalization of sports is phenomenal. I really hope that this this uh, this uh, admiration, I should say. I was going to say something else that was not the word I wanted to use. This admiration for the KBO, I hope it stays when the MLB rolls around because a lot of these guys who play in the Korean Baseball League, the Japanese Baseball League, they make their way to the United States. Shohei Otani played in the Japanese Baseball League, and if I had gotten the opportunity to watch more of his games, I would have known more about him before, of course, the Angels started scouting him, and I actually did get to know more information about him, but we are going to see possibly some future MLB players come and over to the United States from the KBO, uh, or or even guys like you said, Jim, who are looking for a second chance. Eric Thames did it. Aaron Alther is looking for a second chance in the MLB, playing in the Korean Baseball League. There's a couple pitchers. Mike Mikolas, who is a starter for the Cardinals, a solid starter for the Cardinals right now, has attributed his time overseas to his success now. And uh, I, I got to say, I absolutely love that we're getting some sort of sport like the KBO, like some sort of form of baseball, because people are starting to get invested in stuff like that. And and, and I, again, like I say, I, I hope it sticks. I've got a favorite team. Jim, you mentioned the Samsung Lions. My favorite team is the NC Dinos. It is only because of their mascot, Swole Daddy, who please... <laughs> when you Google it, though, make sure you type in uh, NC Dinos Swole Daddy, because... Uh, Swole Daddy's got a couple other uh, Google results that you may not want to look into, but he's a adorable, like muscular. Looks like a guy from Jersey. He's got a couple wristbands. He's got a gold necklace that where the guy who's wearing the mask looks out of. He just looks like a guy you don't want to mess around with, and I, I love that he's called Swole Daddy. I love mascots. My one of my favorites is UP. Uh, he used to be the Expos mascot. Now I think my love is starting to, to uh, move a little bit more into the uh, Daddy territory. Which I'm going to regret saying later. <laughs> yeah. Kids, get your parents' permission before Googling anything that comes from Phil. Uh, not, well, this instant, this particular situation, but all right. Anything. <laughs> Jim, uh, why did you, what, what about the uh, Samsung Lions do you like? I own a Samsung. Okay, good enough. All right, let's move on. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's all there is, man. <laughs> okay, fantastic. It's a little bit more simple for Jim. Uh, Swole Daddy. If anybody can get their hands on a Swole Daddy T-shirt that is related to the NC Dinos of the Korean Baseball League and not some sort of other weird thing, uh, unless you're into that, which is perfectly fine with us, uh, send it over to me. I'd really appreciate it. Or let me know where I can purchase it. Anyway, uh, moving on from the daddy talk into more back to actual baseball. Uh, Jim, there is a top. Oh, no. I've got this. 
The MLB is considering eliminating the instant replay for the shortened 2020 season. Now, when I saw this article on Bleacher Report, it said MLB could eliminate replay by 2020. And of course, I went, why? And I clicked on it and I fell right into Bleacher Report's trap. Uh, but when I actually read the article, uh, the MLB is seriously considering just getting rid of the the replay for this shortened season. Yeah, I, I don't like that at all. Me neither. I know they're, they're using it. They're not going to say it, but they're using it as a template to test out going back to before baseball had replay. I don't like it. In sports, in life in general, there should never be any regression. You're going away from something. Instead of saying, hey, we're going to get rid of, of replay, if you want to argue pace of play, whatever, have you seen the technology we have? Yeah. I mean, I just, while we were talking, Googled NC Dino Swole Daddy, <laughs> and I saw it with my eyes, and it's, it's amazing. It is. In that time, you want to take it and, and, and replay a play, I mean, don't be taking 45 minutes to replay a play. Get better right. replay officials. Stop sending everything to New York. Yep. Get an independent person in there. It's not that hard. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, the, the article that I saw was from CBS Sports, and I want to give credit. It was written by uh, Mike Act. Axius, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but Mike from CBS Sports. Anyway, uh, so it says, and Jim, you mentioned it. It says here in the article, there are other benefits to scrapping replay. First and foremost, pace of play would improve because there are moments in every game, uh, and it says in quotes, often several moments, where we sit around and wait for the manager to get the thumbs up, and then obviously he has to replay. This is me now paraphrasing, uh, and that would obviously eliminate that. Um, you know, I, look, I think... This is an imperfect system, and eliminating an imperfect system does not allow you the possibility to fix your imperfect system. This is a good time right now with a shortened season to start implementing some changes to improve the replay system. The replay system is great. It, it, it is a, a wonderful addition to the MLB, uh, the MLB game. It allows us to look back to see, okay, was that actually a home run? Was that actually an out? Did this guy actually tag the base? I think it, it helps the game so much more than it hurts it. And I'm so tired of this pace of play argument. It is such a pander to a small group of people who don't like baseball. They're never going to like baseball. It's too slow for them. Keep the game the way it is. I'm 24. I know that coming from, I'm probably that demographic of 20 some odds who go to, you know, pub restaurants and, and drink IPAs and have mustaches who go, ah, I'd love to watch baseball, but it's so slow and boring. It's not. It's a beautiful game that has been around for, for decades and millenniums, and it is it is a phenomenal game that does not need to be changed. You can add aspects to it to improve it. Obviously, the replay system. Obviously, there are other uh, uh, rules and things that have changed that have made the game better, and there are some that have made the game worse, and we've gotten rid of those. Maybe we haven't. Uh, but to, to eliminate an imperfect system to completely not allow it to, to improve, you have to improve on it to continue the success of the sport. And now, with a shortened season, this is the time to improve it, not eliminate it. And I think it goes back to what you said, Jim, which was this is a pace of play thing. They want to get rid of the replay so that games are quicker so more people are interested in the sport. You want to get rid of pace of – if you want to improve pace of play in baseball, get rid of TV commercials. Yeah. Oh, we can't do that because that will eliminate money coming in. Exactly. All it comes down to is how they can fit more TV spots into a three-hour baseball game because otherwise it makes no sense. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's – like I said, 
my passion for baseball, and I'm pretty sure it's the same for you, Jim, it comes in different forms. Mine is, as a little kid, I was signed up for uh, machine pitch baseball in second grade, and from there on, my love of baseball grew. It, it turned into wanting to be a baseball player, and then wanting to be a broadcaster, and then getting to do baseball games at our old radio station, and also when I went to Grand Canyon University, going to live games, watching, seeing you know Mike Trout in person, seeing Matt Holiday, seeing... Uh, not Matt Holiday, excuse me, Matt Shoemaker, seeing those guys that you watch on TV in real life, it's starstruck to me. And and for me, it just further improves my uh, my love for the game, going to spring training, getting autographs. I mean, it's just, it's it's a passion for the sport that a lot of a lot of kids don't maybe are not having now because of of parents being too overprotective or parents also not being interested in the sport and just not encouraging them to to want to take that passion up because maybe it's expensive or maybe they don't have the time you have to allow the passion for baseball to grow and that's when you enjoy the game casual fans of baseball are not going to care what you do for the game fans who who have zero interest in the sport that you're trying to get interested in the sport are not ever going to care about baseball because they didn't care about it from the beginning. There's no peace there. There's no, like Jim mentioned earlier in the show, watching McGuire and Sosa go at it, going to an Angels game when he was a little kid. It's it's a passion that a lot of people don't have. It's okay to be a casual fan of sports. I'm perfectly fine with that. You don't have to know who played, who started in the O2 in in game 7 of the O2 World Series to be a fan of the sport. You don't have to know that. There are people like myself and Jim who know all that shit because and I don't mean to curse, John I apologize. Lackey. Yeah, it's just yes, it was John Lackey. Um but <laughs> but we have that passion grown up from such a small age and continuing to to where we're at now it's 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 in it's engraved in our personality it's engraved in who we are sports are us I tweeted out a long time ago when sports got canceled. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Sports are basically my whole personality. It's the truth. I'm wearing a Vin Scully t-shirt because I love Vin Scully and I love baseball. I'm wearing my California Angels hat because I love the hat and I love the Angels logo from then and I love the Angels. It's it's just a passion that a lot of people don't have. Uh, and, and the MLB is trying so hard to get those so-called fans that aren't sure how much they like the game to be a part of the game and to love it. You're not going to make... With no passion, if you go into something without passion, you're wasting your time because you not, you're not going to care about it. And, and and I agree with Jim. Cut the damn commercials. Cut your stupid commercials. Stop taking a commercial every five seconds. That's the biggest issue I have with football, the biggest issue I have with basketball, sports in general. I don't care about these stupid commercials. Give me more sports. I will be more inclined to watch your sport. Again, in certain moments, okay, go to a commercial break. I'm tired of watching somebody get carted off or, or watch a mound visit. All right, I get that. But a commercial after half an inning, okay, that's fine. But then another commercial after a pitching change, just constant commercials. You're piling on all these commercials. You're extending an hour and a half game into four hours because you got to get that State Farm commercial in there. There are other aspects of the game that need to be changed. Jim, I don't want to take too much. I don't want to talk too much. I already have. I apologize. But, um, Clearly, you and I love baseball. I'm passionate about baseball. It's just it's frustrating when they try to change something that you love so much. Yeah, I agree, and uh, it's something that I know we, you and I, have sat around and debated in the past. And uh, yeah, I, it's I'm I'm so sick of hearing pace of play. I could and now and now you're starting to hear it in the NFL, which is even more annoying. Right. 
Which, which, if anything, let's go on to our next topic before we start yelling. Okay, about stuff. all right, okay. Uh, for those of you who are stuck around, uh, let's move on to something a little more fun. Uh, I also, saw State Farm. If you're listening, please sponsor us. Yes, please, State Farm, uh, sponsor us specifically. Uh, anyway, like a good neighbor, we are over here. We are also there. Um, anyway, a topic that has been bouncing around my head a little bit was uh, best baseball video game. Now, this is something that you and I have discussed uh, a few times uh, in in many different outlets. Um, but I wanted to just kind of make a definitive, your top three favorite baseball games, why they're your favorites. You don't, I, I know I'm going to ramble a, a lot, but I'm going to try to reel it in pretty good. Um, Jim, what are your three favorite baseball video games of all time? And you can start three to one or one to three, however you want to do it. Okay. Well, for me, I'll start, well, I'll start from three to one because it's okay. a anticipation. Uh, so <laughs> at number three, I'm going with insert any year of MLB The Show. Okay. Because I think that that is the most, one of the more realistic experiences we have gotten in terms of every aspect of MLB franchises, from controlling the minor league team yes. to moving to moving up and, uh, you know, really taking over the smallest of details. MLB The Show gets it right. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you, do, okay. do you want me to go? I thought you were going three, three, two, two. Or yeah, well, well, let's do. Three? Yeah, let's do that. Let's me one, you one. We'll we'll switch switch back and forth. Anyway, so my number three is is MLB nineteen, the show, which came out obviously last year. Uh, they made some incredible improvements to the game from two thousand eighteen. I thought eighteen had a lot of promise. Uh, they added a lot of great stuff to Diamond Dynasty. It was just more tedious and frustrating for me. Uh, but MLB 19 really stepped it up, in my opinion. Uh, it had one of my least favorite baseball players, Bryce Harper, on the cover, but it's perfectly fine. Uh, I, I very much en- hair. Yes, I very much. Yes, he does have great hair. I will agree, and a great beard. Uh, and he's a phenomenal baseball player. He's just a little arrogant for me. Anyway, uh, MLB 19 The Show was a significant jump up, in my opinion, to MLB 18 The Show. Honestly, I think MLB 19 The Show is much better than MLB 20 The Show. Granted, I love MLB 20 The Show, but I will say MLB 19 was a phenomenal step in the right direction to continue to cement this series as the number one best ML, best baseball simulator around. Jim, what's your number two? Number two, I'm going with a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm going MLB Slugfest, specifically Loaded, because that game was awesome. I grew up playing that game. I put so many hours into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loaded, I believe, if I'm getting my math right, would be technically 2005. I'm not 100% sure on that, but... Okay. It had – you could punch people with a – it was NFL Blitz for baseball, which yeah. is odd because I really dislike NFL Blitz. But we'll get to that on another day. But Loaded was <laughs> awesome. It had really uh, – uh, I mean, I was like 14, 15. They had really hot chicks on the uh, little <laughs> slider between between uh, loading screens. And um, they had funny quotes from the announcers. They had uh, – you could do the special super fireball pitches when yeah. you were having a really good game. You could do so much stuff. But my favorite part about this game was the soundtrack because it was the first video, first sports game I know that actually went and brought in like indie bands and yeah. whatnot. And I, that's when I was really first introduced to indie rock personally. And it, I just, I just always thought it was awesome. In fact, you know what? I kind of, See if I can find a copy of that game again because it it, it means that much to me. 
Uh, my number two is another MLB The Show title, and it's MLB 12 The Show. Uh, I was a junior in high school when this game came out, and um, I had a Nintendo Wii, and I had purchased MLB 2K11 for the uh, Nintendo Wii. I even pre-order it. It's still the the... I believe it's the one and only game I've ever pre-ordered, and my God, was it super disappointing, and I hated it. So I started watching videos on YouTube of people playing MLB The Show. I had played MLB The Show at a friend's house previously. Uh, I was very familiar with the title, but then MLB 12 The Show was right around the corner at that time, and, and my birthday was, was happened to be coming around at the same time as well. So I asked for a PlayStation 3 for my birthday. I was lucky enough to get one. It came with another one of my all-time favorite games, Batman Arkham City, uh, which is a phenomenal game. I love it so much. Uh, but my dad bought MLB 12 The Show for me. I was only allowed to play it on weekends, which is fine. You know, school uh, school priorities, of course. But, God, I clocked so many hours playing MLB 12 The Show doing franchise, doing different fantasy drafts, playing Diamond... I don't think they had Diamond Dynasty at that time, but it was mostly franchise. I still mostly play franchise. And a little bit of Road to the Show is a little more tedious back then, but MLB 12 The Show to me was, and still is, I still own the game. It is so much fun. It was Mike Trout's rookie year, so he was always somebody I drafted. I had a team once that consisted, again, this is in 2012. I had Pablo Sandoval, Mike Trout, and Buster Posey on the Blue Jays. We dominated and won the World Series. I love MLB 12, the show. I think it's one of the more, one of the older, best MLB MLB show. The MLB, Jesus, criminy. Let me start that again. I think MLB 12. If you're going, if you're going to go back to MLB the show, like one of the older games, check out MLB 12, the show. It's one of the best. Jim, before I completely have a stroke, what is your number one game? So before I do my my number one, and hopefully before you have a stroke. Fingers crossed. Uh, I just purchased uh, MLB Slugfest Loaded. Fantastic. So that'll be coming in the mail soon. Who's on the? Is that uh, the Alex Smith on the cover? I mean, Alex Rodriguez on the cover of that one? Or is that no, Sammy that Sosa? No, Sammy Sosa. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Sammy Sosa on the cover. And so hopefully that'll be here in uh, this SBA delivery May 14th to 15th. Fantastic. So a good week from now. <laughs> but you get to play it, which is which is the important part. Now, Phil, for number one, should we do ours together? Because I already know your number one. Yeah. You know my number one. It's the same game. We sit around and talk about it all the time. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Uh, ML, it's, it's MVP Baseball 05, man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jim, that game you, is yeah. like God tier of, of sporting video games. Yeah, I, I had this game for the GameCube uh, when I was in fifth grade. Another game, much like MLB 12 The Show, that I clocked in so many hours doing fantasy drafts, doing fran it's mostly franchise. Apparently, I only play franchise, but in all honesty, that is, here, man. that is the game mode that I played the most, being different teams. Move, uh, you couldn't move teams, but you could build stadiums and stuff like that. Uh, they had the full minor league rosters. Of course, they were fake players, but they still had the minor league teams that you could play as. You could play at the minor league facilities. The mini games were fun. I visited those that I'm a little older now, and I'm a little bit more... Uh, more patient uh it is it is the epitome of baseball games there is no other baseball games you heard us list games that have come out more recently that still don't match the perfection in a lot of ways that is mvp baseball 2005 my roommate and i have it we played it recently it's still a, a crap ton of fun it is one of the best baseball games that has stood the test of time 
I, I love it to this day. I love playing as the Red Sox. I love putting Manny Ramirez on my favorite teams. I love, uh, I, I, I mean, it was, the, the music in the game was fun. The, the little promos before you, you even, you know, when they were still doing the EA Sports, it's in the game, the, doing all that stuff. It's, it's just, there's so many words that I clearly can't structure in my mind because I'm crazy, but MVP Baseball 2005 I really wish EA had been able to make more games like that, and and I honestly wish they had put the same effort into their Madden games now that they did back then, because, I mean, a game like that that is still talked about in 2020, 15 years later, it's incredible just to speak about how wonderful that game is. Yeah, they uh, literally owe me an IOU. How so? That's a song That's a song on the soundtrack of the MVP Baseball 05, for those who do not know. Oh, yeah. I, I remember Walkie Talkie Man was one of the big ones. And then they played it in Agent Cody Banks 2. And I was like, oh, okay, because they came out around the same time. I think it was a popular song at the time. Uh, and then I was like, oh, it's from MVP Baseball when I saw that movie in theaters. And then watched it again much later. It's not a good movie. Uh, so, so I just learned that you saw Agent Cody Banks 2 in I did. theaters. I did. I saw Agent Cody Banks 2 for some reason in theaters. Didn't see the first one in theaters, but I, I do. <laughs> I do remember seeing that one in theaters, and Theon Greyjoy from uh, from Game of Thrones is in that. He gets his uh, his genitals cut off, and I don't know why I yeah, shared okay. that. <laughs> it's a baseball right. pro- podcast. All right. Anyway, before we really go off the rails, we got two more things to talk about. First and foremost, Earl Thomas had quite a weekend or quite a week. He was cheating on his wife, and she almost killed him. Jim, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, man, uh, I'm. I don't want to offend either of them, and uh, I know that everybody who is anybody listens to our podcast, so uh, uh, no comment. Uh, I I don't really understand. Don't know how to comment about this either. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation. I'm glad no one died. Is what I'll say. Our final topic. Yeah. Our final topic before we wrap up this interesting thing. Um, Jim, you and I. God. Really all over the place today. Anyway, Jim, you and I uh, put together uh, a couple weeks ago, or two weeks ago, uh, our top ten for the NFL draft. Um, I, I think I teased it a little bit at the beginning of the show. Uh, if not, um, I have finally tallied the draft. Okay, I have finally taken our picks for the top ten in the NFL draft, and I have figured out who got what right and who got what wrong. Jim, I'm going to start with you before I really have a heart attack. You t- You were correct with Joe Burrow. You were correct with Chase Young. You had Isaiah Simmons going to Detroit at three. He ended up going to Arizona. Mikael Becton ended up going to the Jets. You had him at four. Justin Hebert and Tua, you had uh, inverse. So you had Herbert going to uh, uh, the, uh, the the Dolphins and Tua going to the Chargers. It's actually flipped. Jeff Akuda, you had going all the way to, I believe, the Panthers. He ended up going to the Lions. Jerry Judy went to uh, your Denver Broncos later in the draft, yeah. which who knew that was going to happen. Uh, and uh, you also had Derek Brown going uh, number nine to the Jags, and you had Tristan Wirfs going to the uh, the Browns at ten. Um, you only had two right, is is what I'm getting at, and it was the first two. Now I will give you a benefit benefit of the doubt, Jim, because you were factoring in trades. You you factored in a couple trades. You and I were both kind of confident. I don't know if we mentioned it on the show, but we were pretty much assuming that the Lions were going to trade out of three and go somewhere else, but they ended up not doing that. Um, but uh, you had two right. That's what I'm going to say. What are your thoughts on that? God. I'm very disappointed in myself. 
Uh, okay. Um, and it's, it's going to get worse. I had seven correct. Um, I had Joe Burrow going to the, uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals. I had Chase Young going to the Redskins. I had Jeff Okuda going to the Lions. I did have Isaiah Simmons going four to the Gi- uh, Giants, which I genuinely thought was going to happen. Uh, and then I had Tua going to the Dolphins, which was correct. Uh, I had Herbert going to the Chargers. I had Derek Brown going to the Panthers. Tristan Wharfs I had going to the uh, – oh, who was eight? Uh, anyway, going eight, that didn't happen, obviously. Uh, the Cardinals, they they ended up taking uh, Isaiah Simmons. Nine, I had C.J. Henderson, who I called C.J. Anderson earlier in, last <laughs> two weeks ago. Uh, and then uh, had, uh, McKay, uh, I had Mikael Becton. Uh, going to the Browns, which did not happen. He went one pick after. So, um, haha, Jim, I had more picks right. Well, you know, when you're gifted with seeing the future, you can cheat. So, you you are a cheater with your clairvoyant future seeing ways. Um, I am not an Astros fan, so I am not a cheater, but I appreciate that. And again, funny enough, the most, the, the, Region that listens to this show the most are is in Houston, Texas, which I, I think is, is quite fascinating. I think that's going to do it for us here because this show needs to stop for today. Um, Jim, uh, w- how can people find you on social media? Find me everywhere at Sir James Radio. Um, I'm on, uh, again, Twitter at intern underscore Phil. The same sentiment continues into this show. Please tweet an Angels-related question to me. Uh, we will answer it on the show. I will send you an Angels-related thing. Again, don't expect a jersey or anything super valuable, but something really, really cool I think you'll very much enjoy. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, uh, Apple, everything. Please leave a review also. Uh, we have a couple of reviews up on iTunes. They are um, they're older when um, uh, my old co-host was on the show. Uh, so please, if you enjoy the show, send us a, uh, a review. We appreciate a five-star review. And if you don't want to give us a five-star review, just keep it to yourself. Um, you can find us at believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. Uh, again, social media is at Believe Podcast. If you're interested in advertising, again, believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. Next week, we should hopefully have a better idea of what the MLB season is going to look like. We'll have a lot more news and things to talk about as some of the sports begin to slowly think about playing again. We know soccer is making their way. Basketball is making their way. Hopefully baseball is right around the corner. We will be right there to talk about it when it happens, hopefully a little bit more cohesively than we did today. We appreciate everybody who listens. I I really do appreciate it. I love seeing those numbers. Uh, of people who tune in and listen to the show. Again, don't be afraid to tweet at us. Jim is Sir James James Radio on Twitter. I'm at intern underscore Phil. Seriously, tweet at us. Any questions you have, we'd be happy to answer them and incorporate that into the show. With that, we will talk to you again next week. Jim, say bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.